0: You know, I'm going to give you a history lesson. We got some dumbass motherfuckers floating around this country. <laughs> stop laughing! Uh-huh. And when I do,
1: stop fucking. Also, y'all did some nasty-ass jokes on my ass, too. Funny jokes and unfunny jokes come out of the same birth. You fucking guys are unbelievable. Why are you laughing? Good evening,
2: everybody. Welcome to another episode of Why Are You Laughing, a history comedy podcast and today I am pleased to introduce to you Brian Regan's I Walked on the Moon my the first uh, comedy album CD whatever that I would replay over and over and over again and where I like kind of realized I was a stand-up fan like I would watch Comedy Central I mentioned that all the time the um, like premium blends and Comedy Central presents and shit that they would play over and over and over again And, uh, for some reason I was like, oh, I just like funny things. (laughs) And then when I, uh, a buddy, uh, actually my older brother's friend, um, gave me, he was just done using it and he was playing in his car once and I was laughing and he gave me, I walked on the moon and I would listen to it. There was a point where I would probably listen to it three times a day. (laughs) Like I was just (laughs) replaying it over and over again. (laughs) So definitely my first favorite special.
1: Yeah, my that was uh, um, me with Jim Gaffigan. But I saw him on Comedy Central, and then, uh, you know, you watch was it Beyond the Pale, and then I watched that over and over again. I I love the two of them. I think they're very similar. Also,
2: well, I mean, well, I mean, just based on the fact that they're both clean, also. But like we say about Nate Bargatze, clean, but you wouldn't necessarily know it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like they're not replacing words where you're like, why doesn't he just say fuck there? Like, it seems very natural. <laughs> um, uh, well, we'll get into it, but first I do want to remind you guys big reminders here that there's a lot going on, on Patreon. So we want to do is go to blindmike.net and you first peruse the, the free links guy, Apple, Spotify, YouTube, the YouTube seems to be cooking these days. Um, so look at all of those. And then if you like what you see there, then uh, go to the Patreon um, because we got a bunch of stuff up there. The Pablo Francisco mini episode um, is up there right now. Uh, by the time you're hearing this, I believe Opie versus Jim should be on there. A lot of people seem to enjoy the Opie and Anthony episode and requested Opie versus Jim, so that will be a Patreon exclusive. So if you want to ha- hear that, you have to be on. Um, the Patreon. Just five bucks a month. It's not going to kill you. Come on. Come on. Um, also, shout out to uh, Trust the Profits on um, on Twitter. I think this guy has like a gambling show or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, they focus on like horse racing, it seems like. So check them out if you're into that. But uh, I mentioned them because he's the guy that's been making our uh, thumbnails and does a very good job.
1: We've We're so- going to be a professional operation here, it seems like. Yeah, we've gone Hollywood. Yes, that's what people yes. keep telling me. <laughs> yes, Hollywood. That's what
2: <laughs> That's what defines Hollywood, a YouTube thumbnail.
1: You guys have a thumbnail. Wow.
2: It's also bizarre that that affects the YouTube algorithm, but I, I, I don't know how it all works, but this guy seems to know what he's doing. So,
1: yeah. everyone on YouTube has ADD and they see bright colors and they go, "I got clicked." <laughs> yeah.
2: So, uh, check out Trust the Prophets as well. Um But yeah, Regan is you know, I said this about—I forget who we were talking about, maybe Hedberg or someone like that. It's hard to say underrated because he comes up a lot in that discussion. You know what I mean? Atel, mm-hmm. same way, where like if you bring up who's the most underrated comic, you're like, oh, Dave Attell. and it's like, well, if everyone says that, is he really underrated? You know? Right. And that's kind of how how I feel about Brian Regan, but it is very weird. Like, you know, we we did the uh. uh about a year ago, we did it, the "Is Jerry Seinfeld funny episode?" which, uh, of course, the answer ultimately is yes, but I don't think he's one of the greatest stand-ups of all time, where I would say Regan, you could make an argument, is kind of in that discussion, or at least one of the best stand-ups of his generation, and I think is a far better, far funnier stand-up than Seinfeld.
1: Yeah, Seinfeld, his impact on comedy was showing you, you could do more than comedy, maybe. But
2: <laughs> right, having the greatest show of all time. Yeah. But it's weird that Regan never seen and maybe he has stuff that failed that I don't know about. Doesn't he have a show called
1: like Louder Milk or something?
2: Yeah, he did some sketch show on Netflix a few years ago that I don't think really took off. Um so like I said, maybe he's had stuff fail, but it seems like a guy who got popular in the you know late nineties, early two thousands. It's weird that they never found like a sitcom or something for him, but he's a guy much like a tell that really made his bones in standup. Like, you know, him as a stand up and uh, nothing else really, you know, and that's, he seems, I don't know if he's content with that or not. The one funny thing that I do always hear about Regan is uh, that he's a much darker person offstage.
1: Oh yeah, if you listen to him on podcasts, he'll swear and stuff. He's not like he's not exactly the same. I would say <laughs> they would
2: do. Uh, he used to go on Opie and Anthony all the time when they were on uh, WNEW, and they would talk about that. They would say, well, you know, get a few uh, drinks in Regan, and he's a completely different guy. And Anthony would do the impression and go, "Here's what I think about the juice," that Regan voice, but. <laughs> Yeah, so I don't know if we'll do a Brian Regan dedicated episode. I'd have to like, I don't know. I know hardly any. I know he lives in Nevada. That's all about all I know about the guy. So I'd have to you know do some research and see if there's a full episode there. But I figured a good Brian Regan episode would be um, the like I said, the first comedy album that I really enjoyed. I walked on the moon. Um, so let's just get into it. We'll talk more about it as it goes along, but. Uh, let's hear the opener. There it is. Oh, I should I should mention by the way, uh, this came out in two thousand four. Yes. And uh, it was this was a DVD as well, but uh, I, me and Craig had his timeline all fucked up because epitome. I think epitome of hyperbole is probably his most well known album. Mm-hmm. And the big yellow one is the sun bit, which is like his, you know, hot pockets or the machine bit that people yell out for. Uh, I We think that was on Brian Regan live in 97. Uh, but Regan's the kind of guy, sort of like the run that Louie had with shameless, hilarious, and chewed up. Where he put out enough stuff in a, a short time period, where you're
1: all you're confused about which one's which, you know. Right. I think
2: Burr had a similar run like that too in the early 2010s. Yeah,
1: because I thought I thought the big yellow one was the sun was on standing up, but which was much later. Yeah, which was after this special, and, before- and
2: he doesn't get enough credit. Uh, me and Craig were talking about this before the show. Right now, everyone's talking about Louis just did a live stream on his. Um, On his website from Madison Square Garden, Mm -hmm. live streamed uh, like his full hour. And Chris Rock is doing that for Netflix in, uh, I think, coming up in March, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. And uh, everyone's like, wow, this is revolutionary. And I guess because it's on streaming services, that's the difference where it stands out. But Regan did this years, five or six years ago on Comedy Central. He did a live special. Right. And it was great. And it was just at the time where people stopped watching Comedy Central. So no
1: one gave a fuck. It was but. right at the end of their. their <laughs> almost. At the like, end of their glorious run. Yeah. Well, they had a glorious run. Then it went away for a minute. Then it kind of came back. And that's when uh, this was. And then it was gone again and never yeah. going to be the same.
2: All right. Let's uh, get into I Walked on the Moon here. I appreciate that. Thank you, man. It feels
0: great. I'm feeling good. I, I actually. Just recently had to go to the emergency room though And I had some stomach virus thing I almost called an ambulance It's weird even considering calling an ambulance for yourself You know You call ambulances for other people right What are you supposed to say about yourself Can you come get me Yeah I don't feel so good Just come on and I'll be lying on the floor Looking at the phone, going, I don't know how to do
3: this.
0: (laughs) I don't know what to do. It was at night, so I drove myself to the emergency room. That's a nice, relaxing drive. (laughs) No, after you. (laughs) Merge, everybody, merge. (laughs) I'm only imploding. pull up at the entrance to the emergency room. No valet parking. I mean, that's not the biggest oversight in our solar system. (laughs) If there's ever a time where you want to go, can you park this because I need to collapse immediately? (laughs) No, I'm circling around a parking lot. Can I park there? I think I'm going to die. I'm dying too. Okay. (laughs)
2: go <laughs> up a couple of levels he has such a unique voice that mm. makes it easy to uh imitates the wrong word but like un- unknowingly imitate you know what I mean right I'm sure there were a ton of stand ups around this time that even without their own knowledge, were doing that kind of cadence and because it's so unique. But also, like, easy to do, easy to fall into.
1: Does that make oh, sense? For sure, a thousand yeah. percent.
2: He's, uh, uh, but yeah, his his inflection and the observations, and I mean, this is the key to any, you know, observational uh, comic. But, like, the idea, especially for me, because I don't drive, obviously. So, the, like, relating to, oh, well, yeah, if I had to call the hospital, I would have to call an ambulance, like, if I was alone. <laughs> what <laughs> the fuck would I do? It seems like something so... Obvious. I mean, that's the like I said. That's the point of any observational comic. But the thing that that's nice about Brian Regan, and I'll probably compare him a lot to Seinfeld throughout this. But like to use Seinfeld as the example, Seinfeld even says in that talking funny HBO special, he says like, uh, "You're supposed to be the comedian is supposed to be above the audience," whereas Regan is probably. Smarter than most of the people in the audience, but presents himself
1: as a moron. Right. Which makes him more relatable, you know? Exactly. Yeah. I don't know. I was going I thought you were going to say like an equal, and I was like, no, he presents himself like a fucking idiot. He
2: presents himself <laughs> as a, as a driveling idiot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when he's actually clearly a, a fairly intelligent guy. Yeah.
1: The voice doesn't and help either.
2: <laughs> still, uh, still doing it, by the way. Uh, On the Rocks came out. Uh, two years ago, maybe Mm -hmm. on uh, Netflix. Two thousand
1: one, two thousand twenty-one. Yep, yeah, twenty-one.
2: Um, and I saw him at the Wilbur. Like, it's the interesting thing about Regan, and this goes back to like when I got into him, I guess. But uh, we saw him here at the Wilbur, and um, they had no waitresses or anything working. Like, uh, because they weren't expecting a ton of uh, alcohol sales. Like, That's odd. I wonder why. And then you look around, and like uh, uh, a quarter of the audience is like 12 year olds. Right. <laughs> Families just bring their kids because yeah. it's so
1: easy to listen to. Yeah. He's one of those comics everyone can go see. Yeah. And, you know, they'll really worry about uh, substance, you know? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> All right. What's next? Uh, next we have uh, Rate My Pain, Rate Your Pain.
2: Oh, of course, yes. And this is literally what I think of every time this is asked now. So they
0: check me into my luxurious half room. There's a curtain down the middle with a mystery patient on the other side. (laughs) And he's moaning over there. Thinking, man, they're never going to help me with him moaning like that. So I got to out-moan him, you know?
3: Quit moaning, we're all hurting.
0: The whole floor is like a haunted choir. (laughs)
3: It's gotta be hell to
0: work in this environment. So I'm killing time riding. Nurse finally comes in. How are you doing tonight? I'm on a journey you have a painkiller or something this is killing me so she goes how would you describe your pain it's killing
3: me I don't
0: know if you remember that part um ouch are we playing that pyramid game um excruciating Horrific <laughs> uh, Would rather have Shards of glass In the eyes. How do I convey this to you So she asked How would you rate your pain Four stars <laughs> Too enthusiastic Bounce up She goes How would you rate it On a scale of one to ten With ten being the worst Well you know, saying a low number isn't going to help you. Oh, I'm a two. Maybe the high ones. You could give me a baby aspirin and cut it in half. Maybe a Flintstone vitamin and I'll be out of your hair. You can go tend to all the threes and fours and such. Anyone saying such ridiculous numbers.
2: I mean, there's a lot of examples there of why uh like i said he can, he can relate to any age cuz even if you just dissect that hospital bit he's relating to adults about what a miserable place the hospital is but if you're you know an 8 year old you're like look at this silly guy making these noises moaning and <laughs> fucking yelling
1: yeah like everyone can follow along that's the beauty
2: yeah. yeah very easy to relate to and then another guy we don't mention enough when we talk about the clean comics is one of my favorites who I always forget about, but, uh, I think Gary Goldman has, uh, probably four or five of my favorite bits of all time. Like I think he's a brilliant comic and something I like about Gary Goldman is his word choices. Mm. And I think I would say a big, you know, I don't know if I would say influence, but definitely someone who has that in common is uh, Regan. Who, again, Like he portrays himself as the idiot, but he'll use words that wouldn't be the first thing to come to mind. Like when he says, I'm writhing.
1: <laughs> like that's not the first year word you would go to for pain or whatever. I just like, rate your pain. Four stars. <laughs> like, oh, too enthusiastic thumbs up. It's like a picture in like a Yelp review <laughs> for his pain.
2: <laughs> yeah. And he can't like, uh, that's the other thing is he masks this like sarcasm and disdain for society. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like you wouldn't think of him as a, as a wise ass or a sarcastic guy, but he clearly is. He just masks it in. Like I'm the idiot here and all the, you know, the kind of, uh, like I said, um, uh, frills around it, I guess. Uh, By the way, I think the comment we got on the last one of these we did, which I thought was funny, just the album reviews, is like someone that probably didn't hear the first one we did, like didn't listen to the Eddie Murphy delirious. So they didn't know what it was going to be. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were like, you have an hour and a half discussion about Patrice O'Neill's hour long special. And I was like, well, yeah, kind of, I guess. So <laughs> Basically, we're just having fun, guy yeah yeah we're, we're i'm remembering my childhood you know
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah the, the first right. one we did was uh dice
2: oh of course that was the first episode
1: yeah yeah that's right yeah uh this is i'm an eight
2: so i said i,
0: I guess i'm an eight she goes oh, okay i'll be back i'm like oh i blew it like, <laughs> <laughs> i ain't getting nothing with eight. But she surprised me. She comes in. She goes. The doctor told me to give you morphine immediately. And I'm like, morphine? That's what they gave the guy in Saving Private Ryan right before he died. I'm like, okay, I'm a I'm a four. I'm a zero. I'm a negative 11. T. Morphine. So they gave me morphine. Wow. All I know is about 15 minutes later, just for the hell of it, I was like. I'm an eight again. (laughs) Guess who's an eight? And they finally check me out. I'm walking down the hall going, say eight, say eight, say eight, say eight. Happy eight day. Did you get some eight? Did you get any eight? And
2: that's what you talk about uh, being clean, but not noticing it. Mm-hmm. That that bit I think is what people mean. Where what he's talking about there is wanting to get fucked up on morphine, <laughs> right? He <right. laughs> just wants to be zooted out of his mind. Yeah, but it, it's not presented that way. It's presented in a clean fashion, the same way you know Seinfeld was able to do an entire episode about jerking off, right? Without, I mean, clearly you know what it's a, it's about, but they never say masturbation, jerking off, do the <laughs> hand motion. There's nothing crass about it, really.
1: They'll but you know like, what yeah. they're trying to convey to you. Yeah, you they'll, they'll be like, I'm out. And you're like, oh, they were just jerking off.
2: <laughs> and that's, the, that's the one thing I think Seinfeld has a point on is like, I don't think clean comedy is any funnier than dirty comedy or vice versa. But it is harder, for sure. Yeah. Just, just by, in its nature, you're limiting yourself on what you can say.
1: Right. And then if you go over the top dirty, oftentimes to me, it comes across like uh, almost like a uh, like a crutch or something like it's not you being funny. You're just saying a word no one was expecting. That's brutal.
2: Yeah. And I think uh, early Jim Norton is victim
1: of that for sure,
2: where he's like, let me just bring up rape, you know, and I think he evolved over time. But, yeah, that's what a lot of um, that's when we talk about shit not holding up from the 90s. Howard Stern. There was a ton of Howard Stern stuff like
1: that. Right. Where
2: it's like, well, they're just saying ass and tits. There's no, There's no punchline. Well, you know what I mean? Like, there's nothing inherently funny about
1: this. It wasn't until Howard started uh, making fun of the blacks that uh, <laughs> that it really meant something.
2: <laughs> that was Daniel Carver. You're mistaken.
1: Right. 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 Um, all right. Uh, next, we got prevention.
2: Oh, okay.
0: He's a good doctor, I think. You know, I told him I get heartburn sometimes, so. He goes and gets me a list of things that cause heartburn. I'm looking at the list, and I'm like, I already know
3: this.
0: (laughs) I know how to get it. That's like going into the hospital with a cannonball wound, and they show you a list. Here's how you get cannonball wounds. I already, I, I have a cannonball wound. It's
3: gaping. (laughs) You have a tube of cannonball wound ointment.
0: Number one, do not stand directly in front of the cannon. (laughs)
3: How <laughs> true I don't
2: know why his voice always reminded me a little of Will Ferrell for some reason. I don't know if you pick up on that at all.
1: Oh, uh, from uh, SNL. Yeah, a little bit.
2: Yeah. I um, that. but you know, we all, we talk about influences, and we've already mentioned a few. But one I think of a lot. There's definitely a lot of similarities. I mean, a, they're both clean. And like family friendly, but Sebastian Maniscalco with the bill, you can hear there's shit. Brian Regan is doing physically there that the audience is reacting to. Mm-hmm. And that's Maniscalco's whole thing. Fa- like any Sebastian fan, if you so like, cause I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm a fan necessarily. I just, it's not for me mm-hmm. and people are like, well, because I'm blind. So people are like, you know, that makes sense. Very visual. <laughs> and so it's like, there is something about, and you know, it's hard to knock Sebastian because he sells out arenas
1: all over the place. Right. He'll do a whole so thing what he's Madison doing. Square Garden.
2: Yeah. And so but I think Regan is just a guy who perfected both of those, where what he's saying and the observations he's making are kind of unique and, and very funny. Um and were copied a lot, by the way. I think Regan's kind of a victim of that too, where a lot of the subjects or a lot of his takes on things were kind of stolen throughout the years and not stolen in the way we've talked about in other episodes. I just mean like Brian Regan broke, you know, cracked the safe on an observation. And then a lot of people did bits in the same vein. You get what I'm saying?
1: Yeah. Like, uh, I don't know who came first with it, but like uh, Gaffigan's uh, audience member voice. Right. Uh or uh even um um Mencia's like dirt through her voice is basically Regan's
2: I would, I would even go back to Dice when he does The woman oh, oh, yeah Dice. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah, so there's a, I mean, like I said, that's that's not theft in the way that uh Right. That we've talked about in the way that uh, Dennis Leary does it, <laughs> but it is like you know Brian Regan I think cracked a lot of molds, and then other people benefited from what he discovered. Basically. For
1: sure, A thousand percent. Um, next, we got uh, Fig Newtons.
2: This, uh, I'm, this is a fun, it's a funny example of how memory works. If you said, oh, I love Brian Regan's cookie bit, I would have been like, oh, or he talks about Oreos in this. <laughs> I just completely, and I thought Fig Newtons was a different bit, because I remember him saying Fig Newtons, and I remember him saying, "by the sleeve. <laughs> but I thought they were two separate bits. But uh, let's hear it.
0: Oh, so my doctor, he told me to watch what I'm eating, told me to read food labels. I'm in the store reading the Fig Newtons label. I've always liked Fig Newtons. I'm trying to see if it's okay to eat them, and everything looked fine, the fat content, everything. I looked at the serving size, two cookies. <laughs> Who the hell eats two cookies? <laughs> I eat Fig Newtons by the sleeve. <laughs> two sleeves is a serving size. <laughs> I open them both and eat them like a tree chip. <laughs> Fig Newton shavings coming off the side. catch and empty that bag out as a snack. What the hell are they talking about? Two fig Newtons. With the size of a poacher stamp. You want another one? Well, I don't know. I've already had two whole entire fake Newtons. <laughs> Maybe I could try to muscle one more down, but I don't think I'm going to... Mm, I'm stuffed with the
3: rafters.
0: They're nuts. We got an ER here. We got a three fake Newton eater. How many did he
3: what is he nuts? Doesn't he read?
2: <laughs> doesn't, doesn't he read is something I quote all the time too? And that for some reason is the bit every time I that I think of every time I see Oreos. I have no idea why. And, <laughs> <laughs> what but, is he nuts? <laughs> and again, going back to facial expressions and like physical comedy. His reaction, well, again, you can hear it, which he's great at. Mm-hmm. Um, and we heard Steve Martin talk about this in the episode a few weeks ago. Where he's like, um, he was talking about the albums, uh, Steve Martin's album selling, and someone passed on them because they were like, hey, he's too visual a comic. But what happened was when he actually put the albums out is people got the joke and then were like, I want to know what is getting that reaction. Cause obviously they're reacting to some expression. I want to go to his live show and see it. So it almost works doubly better for him. Right. They pay
1: for it and then go see it again.
2: Yeah. Right. And so Regan's yeah. got that where it's like, Oh, I wonder what they're laughing at there. If you're just listening. to, it. <laughs> Um, but yeah, 20 years later, people will still, um, not even knowing who Brian Regan is. will still be like, can you believe a serving size of whatever cookies is two cookies? And it's <laughs> like, Yeah, Brian Regan broke that noose like 20 years ago. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I I think that's the thing I love about him and uh, it's where I push back when people are like, oh, this guy talks about airplanes and shit like that, which we'll hear Regan do, I think, later. But it's like, I don't think there's a topic that's hack. You know? Mm -hmm. Even like... uh, when, oh, we're going to get uh, stricken on YouTube if I say this wrong. Hold on, let me think. Um, a, a lot of people are starting their specials with the thing that happened three years ago that we all <laughs> stayed inside for. <laughs> I don't want the blue mark on Spotify, so I'll say it that way. Right. But like a lot of people, um, like when we brought up Renan Hirschberg's special, mm-hmm. a lot of people will talk about that issue. I think Renan had a very funny, kind of unique take on it which makes it different so I don't think there's a hack topic to bring up like oh this guy just talks about food and the doctor and the airport it's like yeah but he's doing something that Paul Reiser was never able to do you know make people
1: laugh (laughs) yeah right (laughs) Uh, next we got dairy um oh okay yeah
2: I have to
0: lay off dairy though that's what my doctor Threw in as I was leaving his office. Oh, and I'll lay off dairy. I'm like what the hell? <laughs> what kind of blanket sweep is that? And no more happiness. <laughs> Away with you! Does he care? I'm trying to lay off dairy. I'm in the supermarket with my little cart and. I'm trying to avoid the dairy aisle. I can see they all have party hats on over there. I'm in the juice aisle. (laughs) Slooped over with
2: juice people. (laughs) 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 He just paints such an amazing picture. And I uh that's what I think Gary Goldman is also great at where like you get exactly what he's trying to say it never has anyone been in the grocery store and thought yes I'm going to head over to dairy now <laughs> but you also completely get what, what he means and
1: the visual is hilarious <laughs> uh, looking longingly over at the dairy section his facial expressions kill me they're so fucking funny
2: yeah um, and that's what uh, that's what people love about Maniscalco. It's like we're naming all these guys. Gary Goleman is another Regan example where it's like, I think Brian Regan and Gary Goleman are so much funnier than a lot of the guys that have taken influence from them. It's crazy that they're not more popular, but then you could argue maybe that's what Regan wanted, like because he didn't seem to do a ton other
1: than stand-up. The beauty of this special, too, is he makes it all sound like it just happened in a day
2: yeah and he, Andy's great at uh, I noticed this about Bargazzi's last special he's great at giving it kind of a through line that makes it seem like this is all related right, right. Like he's like you know I just want I want to talk about food the doctor uh airplanes and uh you know pop tarts <laughs> <laughs> but he makes it see it all seems related because he, he kind of puts it in a box of like him going through his life basically
1: <laughs> um, I'll finish this. Uh, this is still dairy.
0: Oh, okay. Juice aisle And that is, I don't know what's going on with cranberries, but they're getting in all the other juices. <laughs> Whoever the salesman is for cranberries does a great job. He's showing up everywhere. Hey, what do you got? Apples? Put some cranberries in them. We'll call it cran Go 50 50. What do you got? Grapes? How about cranberry? What do you got? Mangoes? Cran mango. What do you got? Pork chops? Cran chops. <laughs> Why don't you back off, Cranman? <laughs> Why don't you take your sales trophy and have a vacation?
1: <laughs> have a
2: vacation. If only. Go back and listen to the Ron and Fez episode if you don't get this reference. But if only Fez Watley had that in his memory, in his holster, when he brought up during the Great Blueberry Incident. Oh, I know. He could have just gone into a rant about cranberries. <laughs> it would have been perfect. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, that would have been funny. <laughs> uh, what's next? Uh, Pop-Tarts. Uh, this, to me, uh,
2: no. I, again, I, like I said, Big Yellow One in the Sun is the one that everyone references. <laughs> <Yep. clears throat> the Pop-Tarts bit, I think, is referenced most in, like, life. It's another one where, again, I'll hear people unironically doing it, where they talk about um, on a stuff on a Pop-Tart box or or you know, whatever the uh, frozen food item might be. Uh, but let's hear it first. My doctor also told me to, uh,
0: you know, eat more fruit. So I was, had some Pop-Tarts this morning. <laughs> nice thin layer in
3: there. You ever look at a
0: Pop-Tarts box? They have directions on there. Can, can there be a simpler food item than Pop Tarts?
3: <laughs> like, if the
0: directions weren't on there, would somebody, what the? <laughs> <laughs>
3: How do I get that goodness in me?
0: <laughs> what do you do? How do you get it done? <laughs> you read, man. That's what, what you the? do. They have two sets of directions, <laughs> in case you don't understand one set. You abandon that whole track and get on something a little easier for yourself. They have a set of toaster directions, which, believe it or not, is more than one step. (laughs) How could there possibly be more than one step? I can only think of one. Step one toast the Pop Tarts. (laughs) Go ahead, toast them. Hey, are you still reading
3: this? (laughs) But
0: they've managed to break them into smaller increments. These are some of the actual steps. I would love to be in the room watching somebody who has to consult these toaster steps. Okay, number one. Remove pastry from pouch. (laughs) I see where they're going with this. (laughs) We're banging on all cylinders now. Number two, insert pastry (laughs) vertically. Oh oh (laughs) um They're reading toaster directions. You're going to throw the vertical concept at them? (laughs) Then they have a whole set of microwave directions. That just blew me away that you could actually microwave a pop tart. I mean, how long does it take to toast
3: a pop tart? A minute? If you want them dark? (laughs) People don't have the kind of time.
0: Listen, if you need to zap fry your Pop-Tarts before you head out the door, you might want to loosen up your schedule.
2: <laughs> it, if you want them dark, is such a funny thing to, uh, a funny way to phrase that. Right. <laughs> the idea. Like, ah, I like my Pop-Tarts burnt, like uh, Jim Nance going to diners. <laughs> <laughs> but, but just the idea that Brian Regan uh, and there's a, more that like I cut out of that bit. So the idea that Regan looked at a box of pop tarts and got, you know, five solid minutes out of it, <laughs> I
1: think, yeah, five, at least it's <laughs> pretty, pretty unbelievable. Uh, next is UPS.
2: Uh, this, <laughs> this, is hilarious. There is some stuff. Uh, like they say, I, we probably said this in the Seinfeld episode. of Seinfeld episodes would be wiped out with the invention of the cell phone. Mm -hmm. So there is some stuff in Regan's stand-up. Like, if you're a kid now, you're probably like, what the fuck is he talking about? (laughs) So there are some things, like, just technology has, uh, you know, avoided these obstacles. But I I still think this holds up and is uh, very funny.
0: We just moved. um, I called UPS to ask them to help out with some boxes and now, they're a good service, but you have to have information ready about your boxes before you even call them. I had no idea. I called them up. Yeah, I have ten ten box. Come pick them up. We need to know the weight and the girth.
2: Okay, goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> well, pause for a second. Just because right already so many times I have called up a place unprepared, like oh, yeah. not realizing how much information I needed. Correct. And I have to, I'm like, ah, oh, geez,
1: <laughs> can I just restart? Can I call you back tomorrow? <laughs> Cause this is going to take a while. <laughs> I didn't know I needed that. <laughs> like you call for a doctor's appointment, they need your insurance card. You're like, ah. oh, oh boy, <laughs> I can ha- I can leave you on hold, but it's gonna be a long one. <laughs> I gotta find it.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> All right, keep going.
0: So I called back. We need the weight and the girth. Okay, I don't know what the weight is, and um, I don't know what girth means. <laughs> <laughs>
2: So now what's the procedure?
1: <laughs> and uh wait, what's the next clip before I say this? Uh the next clip is uh fridges.
2: Okay, guy, I didn't know if the the UPS bit is much longer. Mm-hmm. Um I, you know, I figured there's only uh so much we could play of it, but it's a little, uh, again a seven-minute bit about him. Trying to weigh these boxes and getting on the scale and getting off the scale. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) It's just again the visuals he creates uh, are masterful. Honestly, because even like as a kid, I've never I didn't have to send fucking packages or anything. I didn't know what the process was, but immediately he brought he walked me through exactly what you would have to do to where I totally got what he was saying.
1: Oh yeah, the visuals he does are so funny, like the the next one, Fridges, when he's pretending to be a refrigerator salesman. The faces yeah. and poses he does are so fucking funny. But Yeah, so this is,
2: uh, like Craig said, dealing with uh,
0: fr- refrigerators. <laughs> we needed a refrigerator for our new place, and I, I've never bought a refrigerator in my whole life. I, I went into the appliance store, there's about 900 of them lined up, there's a salesman there. <laughs> What's this guy supposed to say about refrigerators? Well you have this refrigerator right here. This keeps all your food cold for six hundred.
1: <laughs> so after he shows each fridge, he like waves them on, like, come on, follow me. <laughs> and it's just so funny. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You've got this refrigerator. This keeps all your food cold for eight hundred. He's just waving them on. Right this way. Check this out. Fourteen hundred keeps all your food cold.
2: <laughs> it's, and that's literally what sales is too. Like uh, in yeah. Wolf of Wall Street, when uh, DiCaprio says, "Sell me this pen." <laughs> But essentially what Jordan Belford is saying there is like, bullshit me here. <laughs> you know? Right. So the idea, like it's very true that there's some poor sap at at this time at a Sears or something that is like, I gotta what do I make up about this fucking refrigerator that sets it apart from the cheaper mm-hmm. one?
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. I will last longer. <laughs>
2: And I think Craig had a good observation earlier too, where that I don't even know if I really uh, realized it. It is like he's walking you through a single day of his life, kind of. You know, yeah, like the the way he moves from activity to activity.
1: Yeah, like I mean, on on other specials, he'll be like, "I was doing this and I was doing that." This one is almost like a a one man show.
2: So on the rocks, uh, his Netflix special is. I think uh, on par with anything else he's done, like I think it's very good. And it's interesting. He talks about having OCD and he does it in a hilarious way, obviously. Uh, but he goes through kind of like finding out he has OCD and all of that. And he was on Rogan promoting it. And he's like, yeah, you know, like, Hey, uh, it, it was tough for me to decide whether I should like be that open about my life. <laughs> So, like I said, there's, I don't know a lot about Brian Regan and just the fact that he had OCD is like, ah, do I admit this on stage? You know, people look at me different. Yeah. So, I mean, it just goes to show you there is like, there are a lot of different ways, like, you know, everyone tries to make a a set of rules for like what's funny and how to be funny and all of that. And I think generally we think you have to be super personal. And it's the reason a lot of podcasts are successful is because you're getting a peek into, you know, these guys lives and uh, gossip behind the scenes. And uh, there's, there's real confrontation and things like that. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people are like, you know, you have to be very personable to relate to your audience. Um, Regan, everything is pretty surface level and still he's able to
1: relate to you very well. Yeah. It's, it's i he's so fucking funny. But uh, next one is uh, Phones. Uh, this is probably a better example of what I was
2: talking about, uh, with technology. He's, uh, trying to, he, he moved, he's trying to set up his, uh, phone. So for you kids out there, there were once landlines, uh, your phone did not take pictures or anything like that. You had to go to the phone company to get it. So that's what he's referring to.
1: I heard a landline ring the other day. Uh, I was at a family member's house. Yeah and i was like why do you still have this
2: my na- my neighbor has when i hear it ring if i have my windows open sometimes it's very bizarre <laughs>
1: like you have that strictly for telemarketers to call what year are you from <laughs> <laughs>
0: I also had to get the phone turned on. I'm at my friend's house. I call the phone company. Can you turn on our telephone? Okay, it's going to be a problem. I figured.
3: (laughs) Wow. It's just going to be a big nightmare. That's our policy. (laughs) It's going to be a nightmare. Something about hell on earth. (laughs)
0: It's different than I thought. I didn't know how it worked, so I asked him, how does that work? Do we have to wait in our home for a few days for the phone people to come out? No, we do it differently now. We can just flip the switch from right here. (laughs) Oh, great. Can you go ahead and flip it? (laughs) (laughs) We're going to flip it next Thursday. (laughs) Can, can you flip it right now? We're going to flip it Thursday, late, or Friday, or sometime
3: in November.
0: <laughs> can you see it from where you're
3: at? <laughs> can I come down and flip it?
2: <laughs> like, uh, I've moved a bunch since I've lived out here. Um, and so every time I move, I think of that with, like, turning on electricity or whatever. It's like, why, is, why does this have to be a thing? Especially not twenty years later after this uh, DVD came out. Like twenty years later, it's still a thing where it's like, eh, "We're just gonna make you work for it." You know, <laughs> it's gonna be a nightmare. <laughs> I figured <laughs> <laughs> it's just accepting, which yeah. is again, like, it's very you know subtle and well done. But it is like a commentary on how we've all accepted it. We're like, yeah, no, I figured. Don't worry about it.
1: (laughs) Obviously. (laughs) Uh, Next is confirmation codes. Um, Yeah, this was probably... (laughs) I was going to say it was probably more
2: uh, prevalent back in the day, but I did hear... So my girlfriend is not from this country, and her name is a bit hard to spell. Mm -hmm. I think I told this story on Blind Mike Project once, but I was listening to her... You go like you know S T F whatever, mm-hmm. and uh, the, I, like obviously the person on the other end is like getting it wrong, you know. Yeah. So you said F D S, and then she's like, No, 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 and then she's going back and forth for ten minutes, and then like, if this were act to pull off this acting job, you would need Meryl Streep <laughs> because the her voice just starts to subtly. No, I I said S. T. So starts to, like she has just been broken after repeating this four thousand
1: times. Yeah, I remember this. Story.
2: She starts to well, So it is a it's an exhausting process that people have to go through to say letters over the phone sometimes.
1: <laughs> My my wife still does that too. She does not cry while doing it, but she'll say, she'll do exactly what he does, like D as in dog. And he's like, oh yes. Yeah, right. Oh.
2: oh well that's so like I said, English isn't her first language. So sometimes, you know, D as in dog. She's like, D is in Ah oh Christ.
1: <laughs> D as in desk. <laughs> Just, what was that? Mask?
0: I had to use a phone to uh, book the flight to come here, and the reservationist gave me a confirmation code. And, like I'm an idiot, she gives it to me like this Mr. Regan, your confirmation code, jot this down. It's B as in boy. Oh, okay. (laughs) P as in Paul. Slow down. K as in Kite. Oh, I know Kite. I know. I know all about Kite. And Q as in Quagmire. Give me another word. I want to fly so badly. I called back to confirm the flight. She wanted to know the confirmation code. I don't know about you, but I feel like an idiot trying to quickly come up with words for letters and... I'm panicking on the phone. Oh, the uh, confirmation code, it's uh, B as in, uh, um, oh, man. Uh, baked beans. Uh, P as in pneumonia. Uh, K as in... Cut off. Q as in cut off. They only do that with letters. Nobody ever does that with numbers. My code, it's four is in 423. <laughs> as
3: in
2: 2941 no 47 <laughs> I, I, and I'll have that I wish I knew um what is like the uh the military like alpha beta whatever the fuck Mhm Alpha Bravo I mean all yep. those Yep I wish I just knew that because there have been instances where I'm like K is in I don't know. What are you? So, what are you gonna hear, Craig? What's the best word to give the example of what I'm saying?
1: Yeah. So just be like uh, Alpha, Beta, Charlie. Yeah. Whatever.
2: <laughs> um, all right. What's next?
1: Uh, next, we have uh, boarding planes.
2: So, yeah. So this is like I said. People are like, "Oh, airplane material is hack," but not if you do it in the way Regan does. And there is a thing of like. Uh, comedians are flying every week so these are going to be the observations they come up with a lot Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like this is what they're doing most in their lives so as long as you come up with a interesting spin on it
0: i feel bad for the gate agents because they try to get the boarding process to run smoothly but no one will listen to them don't blame them They try, they get on the intercom. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, we're about to begin boarding. If we could ask for your cooperation, would you all please remain seated until your row has been called? Everyone, please, please remain seated. Everyone, please back away from the gate. Please back away from the gate. Somehow, by the time that comes out, the speakers, it must sound like everybody up and rush the door. (laughs) Everyone, immediately try to squish your fat butt simultaneously in the small gate door area. Hurry. Push and shove, everyone.
3: Push and shove. Do whatever you have to to
0: get on board.
3: This is the last helicopter out of Vietnam.
0: (laughs) I'm embarrassed to be human.
3: You're gonna get on. on.
1: Why?
2: (laughs) I literally do this too because, uh, you know, I'm disabled, so I can get on the plane before everyone else, but I will get up like aggressively early. I'm like, not only will I be the first one on this plane, I'll be first by, a, you're not going to be through security by the time I'm on
1: the plane. You're sick of waiting. You just want to sit and be like, all right, I did it. I accomplished yeah. everything.
2: Yeah. Hey, listen, Brian, they drive us to be animals.
1: All right. <laughs> I do like though that the, the thing that's nice though, is he, he, t- he does take a different approach with the airport when he's basically talking about someone else, not even him.
2: Right. Right. I do. Well like he has it on a on a different it might be uh epitome of hyperbole where he has the a different bit about airplanes where um he's like how come you never hear uh you know the the uh pilot gets on the intercom uh intercom and says uh, uh we are uh, fourth out of the gate today, so it'll just be a few more minutes. It's like <laughs> I have like a- Confident pilot that gets on and says,
1: "You know, they're saying we're fourth in line. I say we're number one. Let's do this. <laughs> yeah. I say we're going now." <laughs> uh, I think I'm going to watch that today. Epitome of hyperbole, <laughs> folks. Look
2: for an episode in about six months when we have. Uh, uh, we need to pull out a, pull out an episode fast. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. uh, this one we got eye exams.
2: This one I can relate to a little more. I know exactly what he's talking
1: I was going to say, did you pick this for any particular reason?
2: <laughs> so I go in there,
0: I sit in that big chair. He slides that big giant thing on my face. Are these my
3: glasses?
0: What happened to me? It's going to be a hell of a pair of glasses. Do I like it better like this or like this? I like this one, but I want to see that one again. That one's pretty good, but let's go back to that one. Quick, 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 I hate that test because I can't commit. (laughs) I can feel my eye doctor losing his patience with me. Let's try it again, Brian. Which one do you like better, number one or number two? I don't like either one of those. Yeah, but that wasn't the question I asked, was it? I asked you which one you like better, and I was careful to phrase it that way. (laughs) So, why don't you keep that in mind while we try it yet again? Which one do you like better, number one or number two? (laughs) They're about the same. (laughs) Well, why would I waste your time and mine by making them both? (laughs) Did you ever stop to think about that? You ready to try it one more time? What do you want from me? (laughs) Way too much pressure during that entire exam. They, They do one test every time. I don't know what they're looking for. All I know is I get an anxiety attack in the middle of the damn thing. Tell me the exact moment point A is directly over point B. I'm
3: like, oh. <laughs> now <laughs> no, man, now! Man! I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I'm worried if I'm
0: off by an eighth of a second I'll get these big giant Hubble coming attraction glasses. <laughs> so you must have messed up that A B test. <laughs> What are they helping me with My ability to watch cars pass on the highway They pass now And
3: they pass now Man how do you do it
2: (laughs) I relate to that So much where like the Eye doctor was miserable For me as a kid Uh, Now I get through It a little easier but like when I was young, you felt this pressure and there's no reason for it. Like they are trying to help you. <laughs> They're trying to help you see better. Yet, like I would feel this pressure of like, oh man, I don't want to tell them neither one of these helped me. So I'm going to lie. <laughs> like I th- One, <laughs> and he's like, is one better? Or are you just saying that? <laughs> like, I don't know. Which one do you want me to say? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I thought there was a right answer. (laughs) And he like encapsulates that perfectly. And like, why I love that bit so much and just Regan's style, I love so much because it's a much, much tamer version of like, you know, the Archie Bunker type of syndrome. It's like Archie Bunker would never be allowed as a character now. Because we've forgotten that he's the idiot. But that was the point, is that he's the idiot. Although you can relate to him. And in that bit, Brian is very smart about like the doctor comes off as like the the noble hero in that little story, you know. He's like, "Do you ever think about that, Brian? Why would I waste your time and mine?" <laughs> like he's trying to help him. Yet we relate to Brian because it's like I do know how he
1: feels, even though we're wrong. You know, we're probably all pissing off the doctors,
2: right? Yeah, right. Like I I get you know both sides, but you relate to Brian because he's the uh, the sap in the situation.
1: <laughs> uh, next we got
2: one uppers. Um, Oh, and this is, you know, I think we all know people like
1: this. So I think we all know people like this.
2: I think we did an episode about people like this uh, on the Blind Life Project a couple weeks ago.
1: (laughs) We did an episode like this on Very Good Show, like last week. Oh, well, there you go. Go listen to that, folks. Verygoodshow.org. No, it's here, (laughs) Brian. I was just one-upping you, that's all.
0: (laughs) So I tried to jump in with a little story. I don't want to just sit there the whole night. Right when I'm done with my story, this guy goes, that ain't nothing. (laughs) Didn't mean to waste everybody's time (laughs) Telling my nothing story Here, let Marco Polo speak He's back with tales of adventure That story ain't nothing Maybe it wasn't Because I made the mistake of trying to tell a story About having only two wisdom teeth pulled And I learned a lesson don't ever try to tell a two wisdom tooth story because you ain't going nowhere. The four wisdom teeth people are going to parachute in and cut you off at the pass. Halt hold, hold with your two wisdom tooth tail. You will never complete one. Trust me. I'm trying to tell my story. You know, I had some wisdom teeth pulled. I had, um, I had two, I had four pulled. Oh, Okay. <laughs> No five, no nine. I had nine wisdom teeth pulled. All of mine were impacted. They were all coming upside down. The roots wrapped around my tongue, coming out my nose. They were tusks. I was a warthog. No anesthesia. They pulled him out with pliers. I was eating corn in the cob that afternoon. (laughs) Pin the blue ribbon upon his chest. (laughs) That knocks the socks off of my wisdom tooth tail.
2: (laughs) Again, I know I keep saying it, but the phrasing, oh, pin a blue ribbon upon his chest, (laughs) because the way he speaks is beautiful. But I literally have a specific buddy that I thought of like hearing uh, when I heard this bit again, where it's like you'll spend five minutes telling a story and you can tell he's just waiting for you to get done.
1: And it starts, oh, that's nothing. Uh, Everyone knows a guy like that.
2: And, and the, you know, they don't even mean to insult you, which is almost the more annoying thing. They're very excited to be part of it. <laughs> yeah, they're like, oh, that's nothing. And it's like, oh, well, I guess I'm just a fucking asshole. Then. <laughs> I just completely wasted my time. I should have just said, hey, do you have a story about this topic?
1: So we could get right to it. So I'm going to talk about this. Anyone got a better story before I right, get into yeah, so, it? <laughs> so I don't feel like an idiot. I would like you to go instead of me. <laughs> Actually, that's a good way to go about it. So you don't have to talk.
2: Um, well, in general, because he's talking about uh, dinner parties towards the end of the special here, and so in general, this is how it's weird when you listen to a guy like Regan, because, like I said, he's so relatable, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, if everyone feels like this, why can't we all agree
1: to change how we are? But it's just <laughs>
2: there's a few people who just will never get it. And societal
1: that's societal norms, is, you know, <laughs> that's yeah. all. yeah, uh, we're at the closer.
2: That's what I thought, yes. I knew we were getting down to the end. Um, So, yeah, let's just hear how he closes out, and we'll discuss it.
0: What is it about the human condition people get something out of that? That's why I have a social fantasy. I wish I was one of the 12 astronauts who have been on our moon. They must love knowing they can beat anybody's story. Whenever they want. They can sit back quietly at a dinner party while some other person, some me monster, is doing his thing and let him go. Let him run with the line while you be quiet. Oh, really? Let him have his moment. Yeah, I'm a big traveler, I have my business all I got my own Global Enterprise I gotta check on you know, driving in the Autobahn because I keep a fleet of sports cars over in Zurich, and you know, I a Swiss account that I got to check out. Mount Kilimanjaro expedition you might have to cancel that. You know, runway's an aspirin are a lot shorter the first time you go in there. You, know, you, know, you have that Pacific Rim company gonna to try to take that over and global
3: enterprise. <laughs>
0: I walked on the moon.
3: <laughs>
0: oh, well, you have the floor, moonwalker. <laughs> you know, you mentioned driving on the Autobahn, that reminded me. Once I was driving in the Sea of Tranquility <laughs> in my lunar rover. Who was worried
3: about our speed And I remembered,
2: wait, we're the only ones on the moon. You guys are great. Thank you very much. And that was it. That's where the title came from, folks. He said it. (laughs) It is. I feel like that's changed a little bit where special names aren't necessarily what you not a joke that you made in the special, you uh,
1: know. Oh, you don't think uh, Chris De Stefano's weshy" wasn't was a, a bit?
2: Well, he said it. Yes, there are some examples, <laughs> <laughs> but, but uh, it has changed a little bit. But it used to be back in the day, like every album or uh, special or whatever. Although "Delirious" wasn't and "Raw,"
1: I guess. So mm-hmm. maybe I'm wrong. It was often though.
2: Yeah, it was. It was a lot more. It feels like it was a lot more often back in the day, but. You know, I mean, we've said it. uh, I know I've repeated myself a lot, but um, people seem to enjoy the way we do these uh, special breakdowns. So we'll do them from time to time. We'll definitely do uh, "Killing Him Softly," uh, me doing stand-up, some others that we like. Uh, Of course, it's usually more fun to do ones we don't like. Yeah, you know. So uh, go to the Patreon. Watch the Gringo Poppy thing we did. I was gonna.
1: I was gonna say those ones you'll probably see on Patreon.
2: Yeah, those are, those are a lot more fun, but it is fun to kind of break down the, one, the ones we like. So um, if it's not for you, I would say just avoid the next time you see us doing uh, a full special breakdown, but uh, I hope you guys enjoy the way we do those here, and uh, we'll keep more coming if that's the case. Um, but yeah, check out Brian Regan if you hadn't, because he's a very underrated guy and one of my favorites. But more importantly... I would suggest you all go to blindmike.net because uh, it's a very hot item these days. It's a great you know? website. Um, you can find all the free links there. And uh, if that's how you want to support us, if you'd be so kind, uh, leave some five-star reviews, subscribe um, on all platforms, as well as YouTube, tap the notification bell, like, comment, all that helps the algorithm and helps us grow as a, as a program uh, and if you want to throw a few dollars behind this thing, get on the ground floor. Say, I was I was there way back before the boys really took off to the moon. Then you can go
1: to uh, the Patreon, which is at blindmike.net as well, which we would appreciate. And if you remember January when we friggin' survived the 500 uh, subscriber drop.
2: Yes, <laughs> we're back over 500 again. So uh, thank God. So let's get to 600. What do you say? Yeah. Um, And also go to verygoodshow.org. That's where you can find the Craigster and his band of merry men that he mentioned. Come on.
1: Um, Anything else I wanted to say about Brian Regan? I feel like I'm missing something. Uh, If you like laughter and lighthearted humor and don't want to think about anything stupid like politics, go listen to any of his specials.
2: Well, you know, he's an interesting guy, too, because he could do. Like I said, he's been on Rogan. He was a frequent guest on Opie and Anthony. And it's interesting because for a guy to do that and not, like, you know, Ron Bennington's a lot like that mm-hmm. where like now Ron does a show with his daughter and right. you still barely know anything about his personal life. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So it's right. it's a, it's a unique talent to be part of that world mm-hmm. and not open up about yourself in some way. Like that's very impressive that, uh, uh that Regan's been able to do that for so long. Um. And I had one more thought. And if I stall long enough, it'll pop back into my head. Yep. Uh,
1: well, I, I had two more thoughts. Well, go ahead. I'm just, I've been doing this for like the last 10 minutes. I'm just one upping you on purpose.
2: Oh, oh I see. <laughs> one of Craig's great bits that went over my head.
1: <laughs> yeah, the last one did too. And I said something we talked about on a very good show last week. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, folks, for more hijinks like that, go to blindmike.net. Uh, take luck. And we will talk to you next time on Why You Laughing.